Let me see. This is a good podcast people have told me about. Which episode? I should just choose a topic I like. Uh, so there's beer. Okay. And then, oh, landfills. That sounds interesting. I'll listen to this. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Three guys, unlimited opinion, where conversation is the foundation of higher thoughts. My name is Bo Schwartz. I am the Beyonce Knowles of this podcast, and also joining me today is the one and only, absolutely sexy. Yeah, uh, shoot, what's her name? I forget. Kelly Rowland of our of our podcast, Mike Hodgins. Mike, hello. I have no idea who that is. Also joining us is the Michelle Williams, the one. Who ousted two other podcasters in order to be here and then be fabulous in her own right. The Michelle Williams of our show, Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. Hello. Hi there. So you guys don't seem to really understand who Destiny's Child is, and I think that that's a problem. I really do. I, I, I don't I think it is. <laughs> I know who Destiny's like Child is. It's well, Beyonce you didn't know who Kelly Rowland was. No, that's Mike you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Which one is in Freddy versus Jason? Pretty sure that's Kelly Rowland. It's definitely yeah. not Beyonce. So, anyway, one of them yeah. gets killed in that. Spoiler. Or does she survive? Anyways, how are you guys doing like, tonight? Like, I'm so out of touch with pop music, and I listen to this show. There's a show on CBC called Cute, which is kind of like a pop culture show and they're always talking about what a genius like drake is and beyonce is and i'm like i've heard their songs like on the radio so wait, and i'm like i, I just you don't listen to it. a pop and, culture show where they discuss drake yet you're somehow more out of touch than yeah well like, well, i feel like you do more than like, me and crofton combined <laughs> the, the other the other day they were having a discussion of if is drake a legend yet is he the, the level of michael jackson and i was like i i don't understand like he has changed music for all time and i'm like and I, I, and in the back of my head all i hear is he used to he used to call me on your cell phone. And I'm just like, what? I am. Like, to be I just, fair, like, he's. In... I'm not into pop music. I don't get what the appeal of it is. Look, in, in, I guess in, I in... sort of understand that Beyonce and the Lemonade thing has some stuff going on behind the scenes. There, I'm like, okay, good for her. In the rap genre, he might be considered to be innovating or doing something non-traditional in that mode. Like, Even if if you don't care about it, it all sounds like heart garbage. Heart garbage. It's like, well, he pours bleach on his heart garbage before it's still garbage to you, but, you know. And his voice is so auto-tuned. Like, I get that auto-tune's a thing, and we did it on the show, of course. Episode but his, three, like, baby. Every time it's just, it's so auto-tuned that I'm just like, I I just can't listen to it. It's just driving me all nuts. All right, all right. Crofton, you got any opinions on Drake again? <laughs> we talk about him so much on the show, we might have to do a pop culture yeah, Mike, podcast. Mike, so, uh, if you're at, at home playing the GBB drinking game, and I know we've sent out the cards, so so far, Mike has plugged a random CBC show. Uh, Check. Explain, explained how much he hated Drake. Check. Yeah. Well, no while Bo struggled his way through making making an opening analogy, uh, comparing us to the three singers of Destiny's oh, Child, where he last, almost lost his train of thought. I know the last one, Crofton acted smug. 
and Grompton Act is fucked. Well, put all those together, and what do you get? You're drunk before we even pull a topic from the random topic generator. We're so yeah. predictable. That's not good. We have to be considerate uh, towards the listeners. Maybe we should think about that in the future. I, I sort of like it. We're comfort food. Yeah. We're comfort food. Well, uh, you know what's not comfort food? A random topic. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a stretch. It was a stretch. And I gave you the random topic generator seg a second ago. You could have taken oh, it. Oh, I could no. have said, speaking of comfort food, that's the no. seg? I really no, it was the, the things that for the drinking game, you know? I said oh, before we that got was... to pulling a topic from the random topic generator, and you could have said, speaking of the random topic generator, let's pull a topic. All right. Well, really, I blame the heat in my apartment because I'm a professional. I turn my fan off and close my windows to make sure everything's good. And I don't have any central air, so I'm literally bathed in sweat already. Is that what a professional does? They're like, time to get professional. Close the windows, fan off. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't want any background <laughs> sounds in here. I want a good quality audio experience for our listeners. Yeah, I have bad audio, so I, I now somewhere. have motivation to make this the longest episode of GVV we've ever had. I just yeah. want to watch both. You did that already on EXM, like the past couple times we did it. It's oh, awesome. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. All right, let's go, Mike. Pull the chain, please. Okay. You used to call me on my cell phone. Oh, damn, that burned clean today. Yeah, I didn't hear it at all. The muffler has been tuned up. Okay, the uh, topic today is politics. Oh, politics. Oh, politics. You know what's funny is this is an apropos time to talk about politics. Politics happens all the time, but I feel like it's it's big in the world right now. What with Brexit that just... Just hmm. happened, um, and and obviously the, the presidential election in the states, where politics is kind of being turned on its ear, and it's we're heading to the finale, and we've just gone through a, a year under a new government that that took power doing politics. That's a big different, year, differently than the previous government. Uh, in October it will be like I well, said. Right. I'm yeah, getting there. Right. So um. So anyway, it's just it's. It's an apropos time to talk about politics. Well, so, like, like, okay, but this is, you know, we often sort of start with the whole what what are we talking about here? And because uh, there's kind of like there's politics, like everything you just described, like government and politicians, obviously that's politics. Uh, but there's, uh, but when you, there's that broader use of the word politics, which might, you know, there's like office politics per se, you know, things like that, right? So are we going, which is, like, how, how does that apply when you, when you hear it in those other contexts? And are we talking about that? Are we talking about, like, governments, things that political parties put forward, uh, that kind of politics only, or any kind of politics? I feel uh, like when we say, I would, oh, go ahead, Crofton, if you like. I, I, I would, like, when I hear the word politics in that in that context, I, I feel like it's focusing on government and, yeah. and that sort of politics is the best because it gets it gets very it gets the, muddy. And all, all, we all do this on the show, which is try to find ways to like short. You know, the broader the topic is, sometimes it's easier to like just say, "Oh, it's all bullshit." You know, without really 
assessing assessing it clearly because there's so many various strands of it, some good, some bad. And the, the more the narrower we can make it, the better. So I, I say governmental pol, you know, governmental politics. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about? Uh, I'm on board for because that, that even that's broad enough. I'm on board with that. Yeah, Bo. yeah. I think uh, governmental is the way to go. And uh, and and so like a po- politics is essentially. I I think you know it, it, we talked before this show uh, about the term luddite and how it's often used as a pejorative. I feel the term politics is often used in a pejorative manner, if not outright pejoratively like people are are are, they'll say like oh i hate politics generally politics themselves are never considered to be a desirable thing like politics for politics sake people will say like i hate politics i'm concentrated on results but what you're saying like think about uh like someone like donald trump who's right now always using uh examples of uh, or not even not just him but other people who come in from, say, the business sector and like to say, this person is a career politician because it's like so implied that they've spent their life in politics and that's to be distrusted. Right. Like, so I, I, hear, I know what you mean, the whole pejorative aspect of it. The, the idea of a politician essentially is is somebody that that is is representing the the individuals that elected them that is able to bro- supposedly this is the ideal is to broker uh, decision making, putting forth the priorities of their constituents, listening to the priorities of other constituents, constituents, working with uh, uh, allies, uh, opposition uh, party members for the betterment of the the body of government that they represent, be it municipal or 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 state, provincial or or countrywide. So that's that's what they're they're on paper trying to do. They're trying to all work work together to, for their constituents. For their country, or or their municipality, or whatever, to make it to make it better. Ideally, that's what they're trying. Yeah, to do. Ide- ideally, because I mean, the the cynical uh, also description would be like, the, what's the role of a pol- a politician? And it would be to get elected, and then whatever whatever goes into that, then is is what they do. So so that's say, say you know, and and that, and I think this is coming back to the whole why po- I think why politics has that. Uh, sort of, it's, it's such a loaded word in that when people think of it, you know, and when this first came up, my gut reaction is like, oh, I hate politics. <laughs> That's what I, what I thought. Because people tell, you know, people tell you things uh, that you want to hear or 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 what's what's a populist, you know, a populist politician it tends to just go with like where the majority is at. And so their, so their views are swayed by what will get them elected, not what, say, their principles are or or even a, a greater good. It's more like that's, you know, I'll never get elected again if I support this position, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, that's politics. They're, they're, they're selling you stories. It's like sales. It, it, but isn't there some element of necessity to it? Because, like, I view also when you're, when you're getting into politics, you're trying to convince people. Like, th- we vote for our leaders, so so this is an assumed position where you're appointed or you're, you're appointed through lineage or appointed through I don't know what communism does but um you know you're you're essentially appointed a leader by the people that you're going to lead whether it's the 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 big kahuna whether president prime minister or whatever or just a leader in your community like an MP that's representing your constituents needs so but my point is that 
you have to vie to be a leader to people and the game of selling yourself but being genuine at the same like people need to be convinced that you're the leader because it's not as easy as saying like guys guess what i think i should be the leader you know and, and no one i think is appointed who's just like no i don't want to lead and everyone's like no no you lead man we know you're the man like does that ever happen you have to ask for it from the people it's i mean and, i guess did we talked about monarchy on this show and i guess that'd be an example where someone is just like oh you're born now you're just going to be the leader and we also talked about democracy on this show and and i think some of the things that might have come up in that was the whole yeah you know, like politics like, were there as many politics, or do you have to deal with politics under something like a monarchy? Like, less so, right? Because you're like, okay, your leader ordained. It, it would be the type of politics like you mentioned at the beginning. Like, it would be backroom politics. Like Game yeah, of Thrones like, politics. Yeah, sort of like like just, yeah. just maintaining your stranglehold on power kind of politics. But being that, uh, but being that uh, a democracy, the whole thing is to convince people to be, I'm your leader vote for me and and then and then like i really think what what we how we've come down on what we're discussing today that's like the birth of politics as we know it today the whole like here's a story i'm selling to well it's a, i'm putting out to voters i'm saying i'm going to do this with our country i'm going to represent in this way and i'm going to put us in this direction it's all like a narrative whether or not uh it all comes to pass is you know, you never know, but that's what's put forward out there. And then people are either convinced to vote for you, against you, or for someone else. Or but, and, and I think every view, the cynical, the idealist, all that with regards to politics, they are all true. Like there, there is like house of cards style politics. There, there are like, uh, there's still idealism in politics as well. And I think that like, you know, when you go out and you say, vote for me, um, that you are trying to get a majority vote, but you recognize, I think most skilled politicians would recognize that not everybody is going to vote for you. So if I go out and I'm representing a certain political party with certain political leanings, like I'm, I, I recognize that, that a party that's diametrically opposed to, to mine, that I'm not going to get their vote. Like if I'm, if I'm anti, say I'm one of my biller, big pillars of my platform are anti-abortion. Like I, you know, abortion must be banned or whatever. Well, I know like there's polls and there's evidence and all that sort of stuff that says that there is no chance in hell that I will be elected. But I'm still running and believing in this anyway based on my ideals or the ideals of the party collective. Uh, and so in a way, I recognize that that that. I have no chance of winning. I have no chance of becoming um, the head of the country. But I, these are my priorities yeah. or the priorities but, of the party. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to them. But, but like, and it, this is where the politics part comes in. Is you get that poll, you have the snowball's chance in hell, and you're like, well, that's not going to deter me. Like politics is partly the manipulation of people, but politics is also the consolidation of power. Like that's a part of it. Secure. Like, you, it's one thing to say you are the thing that you say you are. But then, like, you know, the PACs in the States, for example, or just having resources, being a business person or being someone of note. A lot of politicians are typically educated. There are very few uneducated ones. And if they're not educated, looking at you, George Bush Jr., then you have, you know, uh, you have power. You have power to back it up. There's there's nobody going into this that's a popper story. Is Obama even that? Like, he had a pretty affluent upbringing and education 
and and but I don't no, know if he, he comes. He was he was fairly hard up, but he he but did yeah. get he into Ivy League school. But he did go to Harvard. Like the point at the point is not. So it's just George rich w. people. The educated. point is that it's not it's rich. It's not just rich people. The point is not only rich people get into politics. The point is that is that it's, it's more than people. just telling people you have a dream. That you have to secure yeah. power, and the power comes in many forms, just money, associations, and that's part of the political game. It's not just yeah, convincing people. And you might have nothing. Like, Let's say you were the sorry, Mike, to interrupt you, but you might have nothing, but you have all the votes that will bring the money and resources to you for trade in pol- the political game, right? Like that's a, having the vote of the people would be considered a valuable resource to someone else wanting to leverage you for office. Well, and I think that's like like there's politics. Like you, you're talking about the whole idealism that still exists in politics, and I think it. I think you're right in that it does at election time. Like you'll go. Like whenever I go to vote, there's 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 always a Marxist Leninist party uh, running here. Always there's someone who really believes that we should have. A, I'm like Leninist, really Leninist. I'm what? like Marxist, maybe Lenin. I just don't get it. But they, whatever, they're there every time. They're not going to get elected ever. They're standing up for their ideals, and they're 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 running in the democracy. They, they know they're not going to get elected. Okay, so yeah, that exists. But they never have power. And I think that Bo's point about the reality of politics, like there is that there's a nicey nice about it. Like anyone can go and say, I believe in this strongly and 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 my ideals are solid and they'll never waver. And it's like, yeah, and you probably won't get elected. Uh, and I think that's just because it's it's di- it's difficult. Politics is hard. I mean, there's you know, thousands of people that all have different views and you got to kind of find this like through way that gets enough people on your side. So like, when see I what, think, oh, sorry, Mike, just, no, just go ahead. Just to interject, like, I think that, and this is where it's seen as a negative, which is that, um, and you're seeing this happen in the states where people are are coming in firm in their positions and they're refusing to compromise. Like, it is like, this is what I believe. It doesn't matter. Doesn't any evidence doesn't matter what other people are saying. It doesn't matter. And when when the term skilled politician is thrown around, often it, it, it it's it means somebody who's able to broker, um, you know, uh, competing factions and, and this sort of thing. Uh, and, and maybe the, in the end that leads to them taking power. Maybe in the end it le- leads to securing big deals. Recently in Canada, we have – we're having a debate over electoral reform, which is a whole wh- – wholly tied up to politics. And um, one of the members in opposition of the third place party uh, passed a – you know, uh, passed a motion that essentially – solved uh, a warring issue between the leading party and the opposition party. And in the end, he benefits very little from it, except that, you know, he's he it's for the betterment of the country. So there there are there are these these positive stories, but there's tons of there's, you know, clearly it doesn't take long looking at politics, especially. And I, I hate keep repeatedly pointing the fingers at the United States. But but to, to find the negative, there is a lot. There is a lot, especially in modern and modern democracies. And I will say, I just will add one other thing, which is that um, I have I come from a little bit of a position of bias. Whereas I am, I don't want to say a full scale political junkie, but I am in. I'm into politics. And when you think about politics, and we've talked about this with Rob Ford and others on this show. When you think about politics, it's, it's, it's about individuals. It's like 
when you read news stories or whatever, it, they could be about groups or they could be about, you know, issues or whatever. But politics are really at their core about individuals. And they're, to a political junkie, those individuals are a celebrity. I, I approach a lot of political news much in the same way as somebody would approach um, – you know the People magazine and what Kim Kardashian's up to, right? I, I'm I when I see certain stories with certain personalities, third tier Canadian politicians that nobody gives a rat's ass mm-hmm. uh, of. I'm like, oh, click like up there with video games and other things. It's some of my biggest clickbait. And so there's there's a sizable amount of people that are political junkies and they get into politics for politics' sake and not necessary for not necessarily for ideals or for the betterment of the country or or whatever and that's that can be like that's where you get lots of toxicity and partisanship well because it's, it's interesting that that the view of the whole personality aspect because i see that and i i'm a follower of politics too though i i would say that i'm i'm definitely of the kind of like like i don't really care in some ways who it is like uh though there's politicians of course that i agree with more and some that i agree with less and some that i despise and some that i think are great or whatever uh but usually it's usually it's the idea or the policy or like so it almost doesn't matter what it is like, i'm just going to give an example of where the other day i saw something where i was like that's politics and it bothered and it bothered me um which was like i it was some uh, exhibit about uh climate change that's happening near me it's outside you walk around there's all these pictures of various things and you know and our government now has been a lot more active on climate change of course huge deal uh most governments are finally starting to like take action blah 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 Hmm. and then so there's all these pictures about like okay receding ice and sea ice and and our government has like made a commitment to like try to get 1.5 degree climate degree uh change uh as, as a kind of a cap, which is already unattainable in, in some ways. So I was walking around this exhibit. There's all these pictures of, you know, polar bear and there's no ice and all this stuff. And then there was this big picture of oil sands in uh, in uh, out in uh, the, the uh, west or the, pra- the prairie province, Alberta in particular. Uh, and it was basically talking about, like, new technologies and oil sands. And the reality is uh, we're um, – we're, you know, we need we need uh, fossil fuels and blah blah blah, and we need to extract them uh, in a better way. And I was like, "That's this is this is politics." Is when I saw that because mm-hmm. there's a, there's like there's realities about climate change where you hear people that scientists and and whatever that say like things like oil sands need to stay in the ground or we fuck ourselves. And a politician will be like, "Okay, look, we, you know, and someone and on one end of the spectrum might say like, "No, who cares? I don't believe in climate change or whatever." A politician might be like, "We're going to do something about climate change. You know, we need to we need to to up our standards and set these policy targets and whatever." But then you have a group over here that's saying, "But all our jobs are in the oil industries, and that's important, and that's a rich vote uh, vote rich area." And you say, "Okay, well, well, we need to keep extracting this stuff, even if you have scientists or uh, or common consensus in the scientific community saying like, no, it must stay in the ground, or you fail." Uh, and then they say like, "Well, we'll just kind of do both." And then, and then I'm like, that's politics because what you often arrive at is failure, you know, especially something like climate change, where because it's, it's compromise on an issue. It's that's comprom- essentially what it is. Because you're you're essentially in this example, you're saying like there's a right thing and a wrong thing, which is like the for the long term betterment, there has to be short term 
pain and that you know these people there's could be tons and tons of them that lose their jobs or whatever it doesn't matter it's got you know it's got to see in the job in the ground for you that's clear as day and for a bunch of politicians that would represent you they go to parliament for them it's clear as day so they have the chance they have the choice when they get in into politics is to be like okay this is what it's got to be we're we're not open to any other ideas. We're not open to discussing this. This is it has to be like this. And then meanwhile, you have a bunch of other people who are representing that other group that come in and that that say like, no, our jobs like, yeah, the planet's going to be screwed down the line. But right now, like, we are going to starve to death. So we need, we you know, we absolutely need these jobs, and we are not budging on that. And then they go in, both groups, and they just you know they go at it. And and nothing and they block and nothing ever gets done. Uh, and so I think I think where politics is in, in skilled politicians and this person's a lifelong politician is considered a bad thing. Uh, really, it's because both sides that idea of losing is like both sides lose because they both sides don't get 100 percent of what they want in the end. This that's just one issue, the climate change, but it's for any issue. So. Ideally, like in a democracy and all these, the politicians work together, and in the end, like some of something and some of another, and everything goes through, and there's there's a solution. But both hardcore bases look at that solution and are like, "That's not look at politics. It fucked it fucked everything. Like that that's not what we wanted, you know." The, and, the, but the big example right now too is the is that um, referendum in the United Kingdom, the Brexit, you know. Or the the United Kingdom is leaving the European Union. That 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 is two sides that you know politicians are playing to, and they don't come to consensus. But then a vote comes, and then all of a sudden, all the politicians are bailing on it because it actually happened. <laughs> like I feel like it, you really something you said really resonated with me, which is just that it's these voters or these lobby groups or wherever the money's coming from, you have certain principles and that those being a leader for those principles, you derive power from it. And and the part of that is why you don't budge from it because you can't, you can't be both friend to the, like the way that our messaging works right now, you can't be both pro jobs in that scenario that you gave us and pro saving the environment without coming yeah, up with like, the solution yourself. Except if you came up to People of that kind of intelligence are very rare. And just because you're a politician no, well, doesn't you, mean you have... It's just compromising. It's listening to the other but, side. But, right? I'm well, not saying there's you something have to, to be said that the solution single-handedly. Well, no, but there's something to be said that, like you said, both sides end up losing, right? Like the problem with compromise well, the, no, is that nobody wins. Of, the No, it's, it's both sides perceive themselves to have lost. But they have Because lost. they come up with a collective solution that's half a dose of sugar, half a dose of salt, right? Like, I mean... In the end, everybody's like, oh, fucking politicians, they screwed me because I wanted 100% of what I want, mm -hmm. when in fact I only got 50%. Well, but well I, want to, I want to just bring it back because I want to clarify. I brought up this the issue of the climate change, and it was sort of specific in that that's one with a – if you listen to scientific consensus, has a clear outcome. And which, well, which, which, is, which is to say really everybody loses, which is that if we go over – two degrees, and then we keep going up, we're talking about, like, you know, the collapse of the Earth's yeah. ecosystem. An extinction-level event, right? That's Pardon? We're talking about extinction-level event, yeah, right? I, eventually. Kind of, eventually, but it could be, like, within, the you know, 100 years. Like, that's yeah. that's, that's like, sad. Potentially, but, but, okay. potentially, but it's still, it's still like, it's down the road, 
Right. It's just I, you have to take that into account because you're making it seem like it's a 100% correct answer when it's still a political thing. It's that's right. your view. I just am trying to get okay. Like, and it's a little bit hypothetical. You do this to me sometimes with hypotheticals. I'm sure, just don't knock yourself up for sure. Okay. So to clarify my point, you say like, okay. So say climate change. Say what scientists say are true. If we don't get, if we don't keep below two degree cap, um, in a hundred years. The Earth's gonna be unable to sustain anything. Okay, that everyone, then everyone dies. Just say that happens in a hundred years, and then you say, okay, uh, uh, and some politicians like or some leaders hear that call and say, we must take massive action. And then of course, and you're very right. Like, like I don't disagree at all with your point about the compromise. And then you have uh, some on the other side say, okay, we need to do. Uh, no, this is all BS. I don't believe the scientists. We're gonna do nothing. And then you have what you described as sort of the. Successful politicians are like, okay, look, everyone, let's stay calm here. You know, uh, yes, these jobs are important, the economy is important, blah blah blah. We can keep a little bit of this. Yes, we want to save the world. We're all going to die. Yes, that's 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 good. We need to do that too. And I'd say that's the government we currently have in in Canada, which I, I'm pretty happy with as they go <laughs> right, right now uh, for politics. But if that compromise for and, and and I use this issue specifically, the climate change one. So that compromise, but if that leads to say, okay, maybe we didn't hit five degrees of warming, but we hit three degrees, and then it cascades, and then everyone dies in 100 years anyways, that's an absolute failure. And even though it was compromised, whereas I would say, to your point, Crofton, like, and this is why I just say this, but politics is like, it, it does get this big. If it's in, like, say, an issue like homelessness, okay, and you have one end of the spectrum saying, like, fuck the homeless, let them rot. And you have the other end of them saying, like, no, we must provide them with all housing and pay for all their needs. And someone in the middle saying, like, listen, this is a complex issue. Let's put some programs to help get people off the street. Uh, we're not just going to support everyone who's out there, but let's try to give the tools. I would say that's a, that's kind of political outcome of the, of, of the middle ground, which is the kind where, though both opposite end camps might lose... In the end, what happens is something that is kind of functional and, it, and it's going in the right direction. And for many, many, many issues, it does work. But for some issues, potentially like wars and or environmental destruction, politics is sorely lacking because sometimes what you need is hard action. And politics basically almost always leads to watered down action. And, and and again, like I said before, and I really think this is true. Politics is hard. It's really hard because, especially when it's when it's a government of the people, people differ in their opinions widely. How can you ever please everyone? You cannot. We all we all know that. But, but it, it's like you know, I have a lot of sympathy for politicians too, the the ones who really try to bridge those gaps because it's a super difficult job. But when on key issues especially climate change and some others too, it often is just is like it's zero-sum game. In the end, you just, you still lose, you know? Yeah, I, it's just tough because, and then you and then you get these the messaging, like when I saw that thing and it's like, they're trying to like pretty up the oil sands and it's like, yeah, like I, I get, you know, they're doing a lot of things, but really they're, they're sugar, they're trying to please the constituency that helps keep them in power. And the cynical part of me thinks like, because that's the reason they're that kind of politician because their actual aim is maintain is maintain power, and the best way to do that is by keeping a little from both ends. And, yeah, uh, I, I I get I get that. I 
and and your analogy about watered down solutions is true, and this is what frustrates the bases of the these these sides. But what you what you've done in your hypothetical is you've decided that you are a hundred percent right on a particular issue, and I want to move it away from climate change, and that and that there's a right and there there's a wrong, and that if the majority or through politics that it it's not a hundred percent in in the right, then then we're we're going to be screwed down the road and stuff and that is that is honestly there probably is a right answer to a lot of things and and some uh some people hard, hardcores on both sides of the political equation will be like no this is an absolute in in one way or another it's absolute either you know due to scientific reasons due to religious reasons due to whatever and it becomes incredibly difficult to overcome um and come uh, and agree with the way forward, but we all have to live together. So in the end, even though we don't get a hundred percent of what we want, politicians have to kind of make it work. And I agree with you that it, it's really tough for them in the, and I don't want to stick on the climate change issue, but like, that's one of those things where it's like, there are benefits to a dictatorship or there are benefits to like a, like I saw this movie Kingsman, the Secret Service. It's actually a super underrated movie. I recommend people check yeah, it out. It's, it's pretty, pretty good, fun. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson plays a villain in it, in which he's his giant plan is to essentially kill the majority of humanity because he, he's a billionaire, whatever. Recognized that, like you know what, looking at the numbers of climate change, the only real solution is to like drop the population drastically and all this sort of stuff so it's like he's the villain obviously blah 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 the ends don't just don't justify the means but the, the idea is that when somebody has tremendous amount of power and is able to be like you know it doesn't matter this is the right way we're going to get there and i don't i don't care what happens to everybody along the way um there's advantages there and you can get a lot of good things done there and we get back to like democracy versus other forms of uh, other forms of government but in a democracy like there's going to be some bartering there's going to be some brokering there's going to be some back and forth and that's what i really like about politics i like seeing these parties push each other i like seeing like e um uh, uh, even like i'm really into the current government as well I, I i like them a lot but sometimes they do things that really annoy me and i like seeing my previous villainous old government make points that i'm like no you know what they have a good point and and that's that's nice to see as well so i really like that part about politics what i don't like is something that mike has brought to my attention before uh, and it's becoming increasingly prevalent uh, prevalent uh, is the um, the scripted nature of politics the the fact that like everything is like focus group key message tested and that that like really supports that that recurrent desire to secure and hold on to power which is a definite thing it's not like bose mentioned it a couple of times it's not it it is true. There are a lot of people like that, and um, it's a, that's a scale problem. That has a lot to do with the amount of people you need to reach out to, you know, in a democratic I mean, society too. Like your messaging, you're you're trying not to alienate people. Like it's its own form of compromise. That keyword. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying like this is a scale problem. Like uh, we have you. You know, you can't go well, and meet lots of different people. There's only so many hours in a true. day. But so when you're in, doing those big speeches and those big debates, you got to hit on the things that you really want to hit on to resonate with, 
I think we talked about this on the show before, but have you guys ever heard of the term dog whistle politics? Dog whistle? I've heard of dog, the tail wagging the dog. No, (laughs) okay. Dog whistle politics is where you is where you say something, and and what you're doing is really inferring something else. And uh, in particular, it's often done in a race baiting way. Um, and so, like, for example, in the last Canadian election, um, they announced this uh, barbaric practices hotline, which yep. is that that was fairly egregious. Actually, let me take a less less egregious example. Prior to that, um, the ruling party announced that. Um, the niqab, which is a, a garment that you wear over your face in cer- certain religions, women wear over their face, had to be removed. They were going to pass an act that said that that had to be removed during citizenship ceremonies, even though they verify your identity already and all that sort of stuff beforehand. During when you're doing the actual oath swearing, you you can't wear it. That's what the act was going to going to make. And the and it's really not like when you look at the how large of a law it would and what the effects it would have. It's very minor. It's a very minor law. But it got a ton of media attention, and the reason is is because it's, it's dog whistle politics in the sense that really it's it's about a piece of the act is about a piece of clothing, but but what it's what it's inferring is a lot of stuff about race and gender, and it, and it's and it's getting people riled up, uh, and and getting them uh, to support to support you for issues other than what is really. Like being described, and it, it's the same with the, the the barbaric practices hotline. And Donald Trump has been doing it nonstop. It's actually, you know, Donald Trump is just explicit. Mitt Romney did it a lot during against Obama. He would make comment, you know, you make a comment that que- that would question his citizenship or question his eligibility to become president without saying it outright. Yeah, the dog you just say, the, the dog whistle part is that you don't hear you don't hear a dog whistle. Yes. Exactly. But it riles you, you up or whatever. You don't hear it's it, just, but it's you, there white needling you. All of a sudden, go like, yeah. huh? I yeah. just heard yeah. something, you sure. know? And and then they vote for you. And and it's not the dog whistle part that gets to me. It's the politics part because it means that it's part of a larger of a larger thing. And it means it's like part of politics and in the staying elected part that you guys have talked about in the securing power is sometimes appealing. To people's base and worst impulses, stuff like fear and anger that 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 may get them to vote for get may get them to vote for you, even though they may disagree with a lot of your principles. How can I win? Get people scared of something else and think that I'm the only one that can save them. You know mm-hmm. that well, sort of stuff disgusts me. Yeah, but and and so that that's a really interesting point. That's, and that's, that's kind salesmanship, of almost... right? That's. But but more than that, it's almost like uh, like, and that's I, I feel like you also hear the term like wedge issues a lot, and and when I when I hear I mean wedge issues maybe something really specific, but it's a it's a way to like to, to like when I think of politics, often uh, I think of it as like uh, the people trying to steer the bus or whatever, or trying to be like let's all talk about this, and uh, I mean that that niqab issue um in canada there's there's lots of them oftentimes there's a war going on especially if you think of american politics there might be a war happening and that becomes the issue that's all issues uh, like so again running the country is insanely complex we know this like there's so many things that that a government does but yet with politics 
it often boils down to like a bunch of things that are often emotionally triggering to people and highly divisive. So like in the States and in Canada to a lesser degree, lesser degree things like uh, women's right to choose, abortion debate is almost always on the table in politics. Like when, when you think of everything a government does, that's, that it's a, it's a pretty minor thing. But it triggers emotion. It makes people impassioned. It, 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 it puts people into camps. And you say, I'm in this camp. And it's not just that issue. There's, there's always a bunch of them. And politicians, you know, uh, instead of focusing on the, um, and the, the kind of minutia uh, of running the state, which a lot of it is, and I think in Canada we're more on that side than our, our American neighbors. Um, but, but still, even so, it, it's, all, it's often like a, an election ends up being about a couple of issues. Uh, and and it's like, but running a country or governing ourselves is not about a couple of issues ever. But what politics does is boils it down to a couple. They'll be like, this election is going to be about this. It's going to be about electoral reform. And then and then you, you go through this and there's this big debate and you have an opinion on it. And there may be a few other issues at play. And you're like, okay, I'm going to vote for this government. Then you realize like, so basically on like a couple of key points that were brought up in every speech, you know, in those scripted message and those those messages are hit home over and over again, you saw them, you decide, okay, I'm going to vote for this person. That person or that government is making millions of decisions for you that you have no say in, you have no idea about. Uh, and, and some of them are very minor in matter of course and of no real consequence, and, you know, you, you hope someone competent is, is in there to do it. The problem, again, with politics is I feel like it, it's, it's at base disingenuous. It's always that kind of game of, like, of like, what can we make this election about? How do we galvanize support around our position on this issue? And and that's the whole thing is disingenuous. So it's like it's it's about steering the conversation, making people uh, feel triggered about whatever thing, and pick a side. And now the election is solved. Okay, now we govern for four years, and and it's often like that. And it's and it's frustrating, I think, to a lot of people, especially people that want like a civil discourse about bro- like broader issues and maybe even more boring issues to a lot of voters but but politics often brings it back to that kind of it, emotionally charged stuff also issues that matter that people don't want to touch like is marijuana finally going to be legal like does anyone give a crap about criminalizing people that smoke that stuff like who wants to touch that though right it's being decriminalized i know but it's been a long time it's not like yeah we're so progressive it's been like you know decades but, how long like but, it's been a, since the 50 like the, the point being that like this could have happened a lot sooner and that's one example how about gay marriage who wants to touch that it's like we like to vilify like the the right about it and but like i don't see this being a fast moving issue whatsoever it should be already be done it takes it is done but i mean but both like the whole what well, is it done nationwide it sorry yeah, it's been ten years in Canada. We've had really? gay marriage. Yeah, yeah, that's one, what was Steve Harper up to. He was he was speaking out against it. Well, the conservative party that so the furthest right wing party in in our our country has just now accepted it as part of or not opposed it rather as part of their platform. So there is no party in Canada now that opposed it. You know, like abortion's been legal forever, but there's still people that oppose it. But now there's no political party in Canada that opposes gay marriage. But gay marriage has been legal in Canada for 10 years. I thought it was like legal on the federal level, but not on the provincial level or something like that or vice versa. Maybe I'm thinking of the States. I think in the States it's legal federally, 
but um no but like there are issues that are not like the the um extinction level thing is like an extreme issue and then we're talking about the self-interested stuff and we're, we focus a lot on the manipulation of the masses or whatever when really like you we want it there are things that need to be decided like politically that people should be a part of that like, you mentioned it already mike that we feel like we have no agency over and but i want to come back to your point about the drugs because it was a good one and it triggered it made me think of something uh it's not necessarily dog whistle it, politics right it's, there. no it was not it was it was the you it triggered was the, it, it was. <laughs> uh, so Sweet. we talked about marijuana right and yeah. it's like um but but it, again just just as drugs as a whole, just as an example of sure, like, why not cocaine? Politics, like let people do cocaine. Work. Because again, you just you just take a thing, right? Okay, like there's drugs. There's drugs. Okay? Yeah, some people do them, and then sometimes people sometimes people die from doing them. Sure. You know, and then at some points, at some points, and sometimes people don't, uh, and sometimes people are driven into being like homeless or desperate, and maybe they, they steal from you or whatever. But the the root issue is like there's drugs, and then politics is 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 someone coming along and saying like. And it's a criminal thing. We need to make it a criminal criminal thing. And you think mm-hmm. of like in the states as like the war on drugs. That's politics. That's being like let's get everyone galvanized. And it's true. Like it's so. So you take that's some- me, but that's because of your positioning. It's no, like no, you but- could say the th- same thing about guns. But but, yeah, but the like, point, Mike, is I feel like he's gonna make sometimes. is that. Right, political right? galvanization right. turns into morality. It turns into our culture yes, and the way the, we conduct and ourselves. And that's yeah, the that's problem. The point. Is so that it has like, nothing yes, to do right with either of them. It's just some selfish assholes trying to win fucking politics. No, right. to, to pass, they believe in something, and they're 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 pushing. It's kind of Ouroboros, like, right? Like what, it's the snake eating its own tail there a little bit, maybe. But some know. people hate and are scared of drugs. Some people think guns should be regulated. Some people think guns are you know like people have different opinions on these issues. They they're come, not black those, and white just those, because we have from opinions. Those beliefs one way come from somewhere. Where do they right. come from? Every, every, no. Oh, you're, you're trying to say that politics – it's politics Look, or people. No, no, what I'm saying is politics, that people that um, propose certain things, let's say all drugs are bad, vote for me, let's get these all out. Let's say you're living in a country where they're not. You get elected, you make it happen, the people are behind you. Now drugs become criminal, and now future generations live under the rules and the indoctrination of this laws culture. at any given time. But but, but the, it but doesn't happen can't... fast. Like drugs have been, we've, everyone's been like hippies have happened so long ago, and like aren't they in power that's now? Because what the that's hell? Your, person, <laughs> your personal belief is that they should be available or legal or decriminalized. That's your personal but the, belief. The point, there are people the point, that are we're not talking about beliefs. We're it. talking about the effectiveness, how long it takes to get anything done, and how we get distracted, especially politicians with self-serving interests, over actually effective, efficient it, change. Which is well, how, government is no, efficient. You're saying that this is effective, efficient change because you want this stuff legalized or you want it decriminalized, but it's not necessarily. It's just that's your opinion. But and I'm not talking about my opinion. I, I'm opinions. not talking about my opinion. What I'm saying is the change doesn't happen quickly because I guarantee you, take off, get a politician who might be espousing anti drugs, get him behind closed doors, probably doesn't give a shit. He probably doesn't give a shit. And that's the point: is that we're out there saying one thing, in in being role that's models. We're being we're being role models for the world, setting policy, setting morality, setting the way the definition of criminal versus non-criminal in the minds and hearts of the people that you lead. 
and and you may be supporting things that you don't in fact believe in a lot, a lot of this political stuff because for those reasons and because but, your and- priorities are selfish and not true to yourself then these things don't get looked at. They get swept. Oh, drugs! Like that's I don't want to deal with that. That's going to be bad for my career. I'm going to focus on other galvanize around other things. Like, but, who wants to take up that like, mantle? Coming back to like the the drug thing once again, and being like, and yes, often like people have you know multitude of opinions on it, and and, and again you choose one, and it and it and, and everyone you make it an issue of a campaign becomes a big issue. People are like yes. Drugs should be criminal. Yes, no drugs shouldn't be criminal. That's your debate or whatever. And like it became politicized now that it's there, it's on the table, and someone's Which saying just like, "Which means people are talking about it." Well, more so than that, it's more that a policy is going to be enacted. Someone's going to say, "If you elect me, I will make drugs right. illegal." And we'll but they're being people. transparent about what they're doing, right. and they're putting yes. it to the people. Right, and and, it's, and it could be because they know a lot of people are. Um, uh, also feel share that view, you know, and that that is that is politics, that is democracy. But then you have things like so. So then you say, okay, and and uh, this is an election issue this year. We need to get this message out. So then you put a whole bunch of ads out, and it shows like some drug dealer lurking in your in, in your backyard, and they just need to get a hit, and they break in and they kill your daughter, and then they leave, uh, and because they need to get a hit, and your life's ruined. We've all seen political ads that are that are like that, right? To be like, to be doesn't matter what the issue is. To be like, okay, I have a moral stance on this ground. This is an election issue, and I want people to feel emotionally triggered by it in support of my view. And so I'm going to portray drug users as criminals, uh, which they aren't inherently. We've now made them basically, basically. Once you criminalize it, they become criminals. But the point is, you can you can make a narrative which is yeah. meant to manipulate in favor of. So you so you've, you've you've held a position on an issue, you've galvanized support, you see where it is, then you launch a campaign which is meant to man, to be manipulative, and, and by by that I just mean meant to trigger certain emotional responses. Anyone could relate if you had a daughter, someone came in and killed them, and the reason they did that was because they wanted drugs. You'd be like, fuck that person. But you know? see, but I, I, wait, I, don't I just want to say something wait, real quick. No, 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 no it's That's my turn. Dog yeah, whistle propaganda. I just want to say dog whistle propaganda. It's literally ten yeah. seconds. Dog so, propaganda. So what what um, what I was going to say is I don't disagree with what you guys are saying, but I find it really interesting how you're doing it. So what what you're saying essentially is that like there are people that don't necessarily believe what they're they're uh, uh, you know what Bo was saying that they're just they may look at a policy and be like, well, this will get me elected, so I'm going to support it even if I disagree it. With it, Mike's saying that part of like the electoral process is that is is scare tactics and all this on on one side of an issue. But both of you have decided that you're going to pick this issue of climate change or drugs or whatever, ones that you're very much able to say like, oh, there is a right thing. Because the, the situation I'm might... Saying, I'm not saying that. Did. You, no. you said, my you my opinion is that drugs should be legal, no, no. but I'm not or, arguing for it in anything I'm saying. No, you both said like Mike's example of the fake ad was not one in which somebody is like making an ad where people are taking drugs and getting all happy and all this and being like, drugs, they make you really happy. Let's legalize them. His is about a fear, is about a fear tactic. Like on the other side of the thing, on the other side of the thing, right? What, because which politician line- is making the drugs makes you happy poster ads? They're not touching it's, it. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's in line with you guys have found things that you uh, are politically leaning towards 
and like your 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 politics resign in a certain way both like things are too slow moving because they're not getting to where i want them to be essentially i think it makes no, sense that's, that's not what i said that isn't what i said that is you were saying that no you said that no you're like yeah you said what, what you said was, what i'm saying no. that is not what i said what i'm saying is that politicians are disincentivized from doing anything that is career suicide that's what i'm saying succinctly and i made a big roundabout way of explaining it but politicians are self-undermined by their own self-interest and that okay, is the problem with with a lot not everybody in politics is like that so but it looks to me as an outsider looking up at, on the tv and in the newspapers or whatever at those people that they're very self-interested and i don't trust them so i don't like them so let's let's dial it back a bit and say like say like there's no politics okay what's the alternative Okay, what's the alternative instead of people talking together and working towards compromise? You have complex ideas that need to be communicated to the population. There's different ways of doing it. Some are, are, are more nefarious than others. Some are less nefarious. Some are more transparent. Some are less. Both of you have raised really, really good points. I don't see any sort of alternative to politics. And I think politics at their best uh, is a is a very positive force to getting things done and also impressive like mike mentioned earlier how he doesn't envy them and how it, how it could be really difficult like these are large issues that you need to address and yeah it takes time and that sort of thing so i guess what is the alternative to politics there there isn't because i feel like we're, what we're dealing is a it, we're, when we're talking about politics we're talking about everything you said which is we live in a community there's got to be structure or consensus or things need to be done as a group we have to do that through talking there's we don't have the hive mind yet so we can't just share brain power to determine a solution that everyone's happy with well we have that, to talk and that also and we have to have like influence yeah and and that you made it sound quite quite nice there you know uh, we all have to talk about things and whatever and it's it's true it's it's true like i i really feel like the politics is what we're is what we're stuck with because uh, because of democracy, and that's not a judgment. I'm not saying democracy is bad or good. I don't remember what I said about it. It might I wouldn't doubt if it was bullshit. I could see that being what I had said about it. Um, but but the but the point being like so coming back to Brexit, we touched on this a little bit before, and there's been a lot of people because because you say what is the alternative? There is one, uh, but we don't like it because it, it because it's sort of counter to democracy. So. Uh, and this this is interesting because this is a, an issue that the left has taken off of with Brexit lead, voting to leave. They've been like, oh, what a mistake. These, oh, they're going to regret it. All, everyone on the left, all liberal people are like, this is an idiot idiot decision. And, and they're really galvanizing it around the xenophobia and the racist aspects of it, which are problematic, of course. But there are bigger issues like trade and protectionism and things like that. And I've heard a lot of people saying like, okay, look, this is not binding – and frankly, they shouldn't have had a referendum about this issue. It's too complex to leave to the voters. And, and that comes up, and that you'll hear come up now and then, and to be like, this is why we have you know, uh, uh, elected officials who are supposed to consult with experts and, and that kind of thing to come up with these complex decisions that are too complicated to leave the voters. Uh, but the reality is if you believe in democracy, there is no question that's too, too complex up to leave to voters. You have to go back to voters. You have to have that consensus you have to have that dialogue that's and that's what politics is then again and i would go back and forth to being like i don't know what's the solution the solution would be like um 
use uh, unbiased science at, at a consensus level as much as possible, uh, you know, balanced against where people's biases are removed. I would say that's probably a better way to come up policy decisions. But that's contrary to democracy, because if you have 80 percent of people who don't give a fuck what science says, that's what wins, period. That's democracy. And that's a problem with democracy, but it's the best system we have. We haven't come up with a better one. And the problem being, if you move to a system like that, you'd be like, okay, well, now there's no individual power. I have no say. Science is going to decide for me, even if I don't like it. And no one would want to do that. So it's, diffi it's difficult. Um, Crofton, uh, you know, I think he wants to say something. But, uh, science like... is done by sorry my mic was muted science is done by individuals and, and people and sometimes like scientific findings can change over time right so it's there's but, that, but can, just, that can be that can yeah, be complicated jump, as well jump right in there like proper science is done with like suitable sample size is replicable is peer-reviewed yeah. where bias is aimed to be removed and if you were to have say policies at a governmental level being that like only science we're going to use uh, is is a type that has met this strict criteria of being passed through so many layers of of different people with different expertise who can comment uh, intelligently on the issue uh, that, that then we'll use it. But instead, what we use is things like you know we see in politics like junk science or or in politics like again climate change, which is a, a scientifically pretty much unanimous thing because of politics and because of public opinion. You'll find the one dissenting view and it becomes 50% of what you end up hearing or whatever. And again, that's politics. And and so the thing is like we can, we can have a system uh that requires politics. Uh and and then the, and then the focus ends up being instead of making the best decision, it ends up being how can we galvanize support around our position on said thing and which is maybe the most successful path towards towards gaining uh, a majority on on whatever issue is going to win this election and and again and then sometimes and sometimes not always but sometimes the best way to do that is like through basically like trickery and and you think of when you think of politics and like um we had a leader of the liberal party quite a few years ago named stefan dion and uh he's the architect of the success by all accounts a very intelligent guy he's currently i think a foreign affairs minister because uh, he's back with, but he was a leader of the Liberal Party for a long time, but kind of had a bumbling sort of. He's horrible at politics. Professorly way about him, yes, and he got destroyed by politics. Uh, basically, they just paint. You know, there was ads painting him looking like a kind of like idiot. He's, continu he's, he's, he's continued to be destroyed by politics. There's a list of like worst performing ministers, and he's at the very bottom. Man, John Stewart well, on the Daily Show slammed the shit out of that guy. It was great. I loved it. Along with the bird pooping. But see, <laughs> and Crofton just said an interesting point, performing. And that's like a sad truth uh, about about the role of the politician. Like if you can't perform, you're not going you know, you're not going to do well, even if you have even if maybe you're the The most, ladies tell me. <laughs> even if you're the most well-positioned person <laughs> and that, and that's a sad truth about politics. So, like, the thing can be is like, is there a better system? Uh, I think as long as Just, we have dem democracy in its current state, I don't know that there is. And Mike's but been can, talking for a really long time. I, know, I really want to get in. Yeah, okay, I'm just, this is a conversation. I'd like to remind yeah, everybody. I'm, I'm trying to, but go ahead. No, in. no, it's because you've moved on past the parts that I keep wanting to talk about. Okay, go ahead. So Brexit, going back. Um, oh, wow. So like. The bi the binary choice the 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 leave or remain right yep. like boi boiling it down to like the, these are 
binary choices. So you're saying an alternative to politics, which was my question, what is the alternative? You're like, go back to the people all the time. And, and, and what everyone would say is you would get, even on these complex issues, you would get a diminished rate of return. So are you better served electing a government on a complicated platform of multiple issues for a four-year period to make all these decisions, but get, say, 70% voter turnout? Or are you better to have, like, 10% voter turnout on each individual vote and have a zillion individual votes. Like, which is more representative of the will of the people? Uh, I would argue that the the, the one-shot 70% would be much more... Well, see, I, and I would almost disagree with that. Though though it is a huge burden on people, like if you believe in democracy, I'd be like, the, 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 the reality is, with, with many issues, there are people who care... Uh, or, or so, okay. Say you have an issue that has a kind of pro-con thing to it. Uh, say, say, say drugs, right? There's, a, there's a. We just talked about that. There's a swath of people who'd be like, I think drugs should be legal. There's a swath of people who might say, I think drugs should be legal and treated as a public health thing or whatever. And then you have a whole bunch of people who don't care, who don't care. And and that's true of say any issue. And some of them will be minute issues. And, and these are interesting ones because our governments do them all the time. You might have ones like, say, uh, Clean Waterways Act or something like that. And there might be some people that are like, oh, uh, I spend a lot of time canoeing downstream. This is very important. Or I'm an avid fisherman. And and you might only have a very small portion of people who, act, who actively care about that particular policy decision. And a lot of people who don't care. And I'd say, like, if you care about something, you, you'll vote for it. And if you don't care, well, then... Let the people who do care make a decision. You have the right to care. So I'd be like, I'd be what's like, going to happen in those situations is it's going to be politics. A bunch of that's what Brexit was. A bunch of people will convince uh, people to vote against their own self-interest on a on a uh, minute level. That it's just like I don't understand how politics is removed from this. Well, I think if if you first of all, if you had it for everything, like if the if the if the government basically turned into uh, you know, a massive website with any number of ongoing, you know, four-month-long sort of voting polls on specific policy issues that Canadians could log in, vote once, or whatever, and the decision was spit out, and, and our, our elected representatives had to enact that decision, uh, you, you'd have you'd have way less politics because there'd be so many things going on. You'd certainly have politics, I agree, around the big issues because they'd remain. And companies would get involved. Anything that would benefit them or be against them, they but, would they would do campaigns to get awareness to get people right? to. Right. Yeah. Like, but again, if there was thousands of issues, there'd just be so many that no one cared about. And then so we should switch gears a little bit because you just mentioned one major thing which we have to talk about when we talk about politics. You're like companies. And the role of money, and the role the role of money in modern politics, which is huge, and how how that affects everything, right? Like so, the fact that the United States is an oligarchy essentially, and I'd say Canada's probably not a whole lot different, a little bit different, but not a whole lot. It, like there's there's statistics there's statistics about like who spends the most tends to win, and and that's that's a, a sad thing about politics to be like, well, why is that true? And then, but it is true. It's just our I, no, current system of politics, though, right? Like, like at yeah. some level, people are going to have to come to consensus when they live in a community through some system, whether it's feudal, communist, uh, dictatorship, democracy, whatever. Like, like we are well, talking 
you're in a dictatorship, you're not going to have to come to Well, there's power. There's power to go around. I mean, there's one head honcho, but there are administrators. There are military yes. leaders. There are there, There's a political game to be played to... Part of it is for yourself, and part of it is to lead to help lead the people. Which you know, if you believe in Geng, uh, Genghis, 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 um, I don't think it's Genghis. I think it's actually Genghis no, is the actual. I think some stuff you should know. A podcast that Mike is a fan of. Uh, they were saying that it's actually Genghis. Um, that, um, anyways, that like, hey man, like Genghis, look at me. I'm Bo. I'm like a super good warrior. I I believe in your plan help me help you make this you know plan a reality he's like sweet you're a warlord now and i'm like great i get to like kill and take loot and he's like yeah but only you know so much and tell your people you know like there's a political game to be played there and and so i don't see how we get away from on some level having to work together and as crofton pointed out earlier make have a discussion about it um and, and work together i think there are good tools like a town hall meeting where with honest, sincere conversation is a great tool to discuss politics. Propaganda is not good, you know, and, that, and, and that's just my opinion, but, but I, you know, people have different opinions. Yeah. Like town hall meeting. It's very, sounds very idyllic because you have a very, not a people, rehearsed but, town hall meeting, an actual no, meeting. No, but I'm people. telling, I'm telling you like either version has a, like it's because the less people you have, the technically the easier it is. Right. The the bigger the issues, the more people, the more, the more complicated it gets. But I I don't want to breeze over Mike's point about the money because I think that it's it's a really really important one, especially with regards to what's going on in the states right now. There have literally, and it's becoming increasingly transparent. So. There's been articles written on the front page of the CNN and others about how Donald Trump's having fundraising problems and how Hillary Clinton is out earning them by astronomical amounts in terms of money and how the, this is problematic and spells trouble and all that sort of thing. And, and, and there's talk about these Koch, Koch brothers and, and, and how they, they, they pretty much fund the Republican nominees and everybody goes and bends a knee and tries to get money from them. Um and so politics is is uh, especially in the states is absolutely just flooded by lobbying. Um, that what was that? Hodgins, you'd remember this. The episode of The Simpsons where Lisa goes to Washington. I think it's like for a spelling bee or something like that. The bill. Yeah, and in the in the end, like there's some sort of political thing that happens. And Attacked the, on a rider. Yeah. Like Fifty million dollars for the perverted arts. Uh, voted down and then and then she's like what just happened and uh and learned a, a, a harsh truth and uh and i think that there's different levels of of politics like they're not it, it bo mentioned all the different types of governments and all the different types of politics they have so the role of money is is much more acute right now in the states and i think that historically and i, I don't want to make any predictions but when, when, when you look at the American empire, I have a feeling it's currently on the da- decline. And if you look at like the Roman empire and the politics surrounding that and, and other sort of empires 
you see that when money starts like buying politicians too easily, that means that you're you're near you know you're nearing the end. I think so. I but do think it's there. Power I'm not is saying part it's of the not. political thing. Like it's money or it's votes or it's what like power is an important part of of making a claim for yourself as leader on some level, right? Whether it's local well, or or at the top. So we are we are an hour in. Five minutes uh, in to our conversation at this point, so let's just do a little well, check here. It's um, a heavy issue. It is, but it's also um, what do you call those? It's one of these. It's we're not going to come to consensus. Consensus <laughs> is like there like is no we can talk right about answer. this for another five hours and I, be I no better we... off. So, have you gotten well, everything out that you needed to about the subject in order to give it a verdict of good, bad, or bullshit? Um, give it a I guess so, but I would, in defense of the conversation, Bo, because it feels like you're coming down on it. Is yeah, it? I, I feel like I'm not coming have, down. I'm just saying. I'm just doing a time no, check to be you're like make, you're, you're making it sound like we haven't been adding new information or we've been going around in a circle. But I, I feel like we've been discussing like it, the it conversation's is a good. Topic with the conversation's good. Issues. I'm not. Cri- I'm not it, criticizing. It's a little the more complicated than some of the other topics like skyscrapers that we've recently yeah. done. Like you know what? And all those skyscraper enthusiasts out there. They're are, are like gonna write angry letters to you now. You know they're like they're like skyscrapers they, are simple. Do you know how much it takes to keep a skyscraper in the sky? Well, if they remember my verdict on skyscrapers, they would have already written those letters, so mm-hmm. they can suck it. I'm not saying don't. it's bad. I'm saying we're getting long. You know, we, we usually like to keep yeah, it under an hour. Like so, well, in. you know, now we've spent a long time talking about the length of it, but let's let us just move move on because I've lost my train of thought. It has derailed in the mire of politics. All right, let's bring in the farm animals. It's I think it's time for the verdicts, and there'll be no shortage, I'm sure, of opinion there. As uh, you know, we're never really short in opinions, except for me when it comes to the environment. <laughs> Order in the court. Um, yeah, so the farm animals were brought in, and okay. uh, who would like to go first? I, I sense some eagerness. All right, do it, Mike. And and in the end, this one in some ways was an easy uh, an easy verdict for me. Uh, one thing I was thinking about that I would have wanted to bring in the conversation, but since Bose had had enough politics for one night, which you know who can blame him? <laughs> Dude, you are the time stickler. And my verdict. Um, <laughs> what I was going to bring up was be like, okay, so politics, uh, you know, politics is largely the means by which we decide uh, who's going to form our government. Uh, and and it's like, okay, in a dem- democratic system, it's just, it's part of the game. It's there, politics. Uh, and then to be like, and then I try to think like, okay, well, and what, what ex- broadly, broadly speaking, what is the role of government? And, and I would tend to think it's, it's, it's there to address or try to our problems things that happen in the world there's lots of them right and i just feel like like in so many ways it just fails and not to say that a lot of these things don't have solutions and you think of any of these things it's like it's like drugs whether you're pro or for them it's it's still an issue it's, it's a massive issue you know climate change ongoing massive issue. like all these things that are big political issues don't get solved or resolved by politics uh, all they do is get is they get kind of put into one place for a bit, and people still argue about them and are unhappy about them. They still cause social distress, etc. So I feel like, like for me, it's like, so what is politics again? It, it, ultimately, it's, it should be leading us towards solving our problems, but gen, but generally, it, it just doesn't. It, it just kind of 
kind of finds a way to put a little band-aid on a problem, it's still there. It'll keep being there. Uh, we're never going to really address it because that's what politics does. It, 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 it is compromised, good or bad. Uh, and, I, and I agree with a lot of Crofton's points about, like, well, like, that's what we have to do because we all disagree about everything. And we need to live together, so we're stuck with politics. And be that as it may, and I can be unhappy with that, the, the fact, and I, and I openly will be unhappy. We can't solve our problems. It's very frustrating. Uh, but we all disagree about how to solve those problems. And so for me, it's pretty clear that politics is bullshit. And it's, and it's just like a, and, and I feel kind of sad about having to say that because it's like, it's, it's how we, it's how we have a discourse in a democracy. And it just generally leads to people being like, oh, I wasn't that pleased with that. Or I like this government a little bit better than the last one, but you know, whatever, they're trying to make compromise. And in the end, we chug along. Maybe we make a little bit of forward pro progress. I think we do, generally. Uh, but sadly, we just sort of don't really ever solve our problems. And I think that, sadly, we're at the moment kind of incapable of solving a lot of our problems. And I don't know what the better solution is, but I can still say the politics is a load of bullshit, and that's where I land. All right. I'm going to take the next crack. We're going to let Crofton have the last word because I know he has a lot of passion about the subject. And um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that in spite of all the negative things that were brought up on the show, it is important to have a conversation to decide how the you know how your group is going to survive and organize itself and hopefully treat everyone with respect. So politics are good. I disagree with a lot of the practices. I'm very concerned about the indoctrination and propaganda employed irresponsibly by people who engage in politics. But I feel like the actual act of having a conversation in order to determine how best to govern your group, it's important when conducted correctly. So I have to just err on the side of good, even though there's a lot of things about this that upset me and also bore me to death. Uh, so politics, good. Crofton, you're up. All right. It, one part of the, the benefit of talking a long time on the topic is that the verdicts can be relatively punchy. Um, and, uh, I, I'll be honest, at one point Mike and I were going at it on an issue during the show, and I remember thinking to myself, we're going to have the same verdict on this. Um, and <laughs> even even though that it seemed like we were on total opposite sides, and uh, we do have the same verdict. I agree almost 100% with his entire verdict. I'm going to say politics are bullshit. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, is it's tough because I like politics and I think I was transparent about that and I felt a bit like I was the defender of politics in in many ways. I like it quite often for its superficiality as I like it for the in-depth discussion. I like seeing um, – I have my favorite parties. I have my political leadings. Uh, I have I have politicians and political parties I literally cannot stand. Uh, and and I think to a certain extent that that's natural because politicians are people and in the end they have to get together to talk and, and make discussions and we we elect them in, in the process in which we elect them, at least in this country, is not perfect. We're actually currently looking at it now. I'm very doubtful that whatever they come up with will be perfect, but it may be slightly better. And that's partly – to, to echo Mike's point about how things are getting a little bit better, I feel that things generally in this country at least keep getting a little bit better. Uh, I feel politicians work together to try and make that happen. Politics are a means and not an end. And if they are the end for someone 
who's entering politics, then that's problematic. If somebody's in there just to play politics and there are people, that's problematic. Um, and part of me wants to to be on Team Bo, and, and, and he uh, admitted that there's a lot of failings with politics. But I think of that idealistic, like, vision of politics of, uh, and you want to be like yes politics are good they're making the world a better place but there's just so much crap in there so much crap that i have to say bullshit so bullshit all right, all right. well you know what so before you guys both jumped on me uh, <laughs> earlier uh, i want to say we had a really great conversation i think this is um one of our best and most thoughtful episodes that we've had on a subject that two of the three of us are very passionate about but that everyone has an opinion on. So, um, listen, you definitely, listener, have an opinion on politics. You can't not have one. So, that means you owe us an email. Or better yet, send us a, get a voice recording on your, on your iPhone app. Make a little recording using the voice memo thing. Send that to us. We don't have a phone number, so you can't call us. But we'll happily play your thoughts on the air. You can email that to us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Now, if you're hearing the show but want to find out more about what we're up to, we've got a swanky little website, uh, goodbadbull.com, and there you can find links to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and other places. We have a subreddit, but no one goes there. But I'm just letting you know that it's there in case you want to make a new home on the Internet. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And if you do have Stitcher, I do believe we're on there too, even though Stitcher kind of poopy. Um, as well, make sure to leave us five-star reviews. Yeah, politics. <laughs> it's politics that's right they don't have as much power now that google plays in town um finally though uh if you do like the show you're a longtime listener we do have a patreon it's very humble it's just to help support us uh as we do the show you can find that at goodbadbull.com or sorry patreon.com slash goodbadbull and um you know if you like the show help us out donate a buck all right then thanks very much to the people who are supporting the show actively every month uh we're very grateful for your contributions to making Good Better Bullshit an international internet institution. All right, finally, uh, we are people on the internet. If you want to find out we, uh, what we're up to or what we're thinking, we're, some of us are clever. Some of us just do other things, and some of us are neither. Uh, I'll leave you to guess who it is. Uh, first up, my man, Mr. Kelly Rowland of the podcast. Mike Hodgins, what's, your, what's going on? Where can people find you? They can follow my tweets at ML Hodgins. And in fact, this very day, I, I tweeted about squirrels. Follow me to find out what the tweet said. Ooh, squirrels, enticing. Also, the very lovely, very sexy uh, Michelle Phillips of the... Sensuous. Say sensuous. Sensuous, voluptuous, erotic. Moist. Oh, too far. Wow. That, this is well, why you're the Michelle the Phillips of the, of the group. Uh, what's, where can people find you there, uh, Crofton? Um, they can find me navigating the shadowy corridors of Twitter politics at Croft and Steers on Twitter. All right. And you, uh, you can find me, of course. Everyone knows where to find the Beyonce of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast at Bo Schwartz. All right, guys. Great conversation. You are the Beyonce. <laughs> hey, incidentally, I lived up to my commitment to make Bo sweat as long as possible. I know. It's hey, hot hey, in here. Good job. It was yeah. That's see, see, you won, Crofton. After all I of this, it. you won. And it yeah. happened to be politics. Politics. Man, it's funny. Even after my verdict, after I said as soon as I was done, I was like, oh, I didn't say anything about the manipulative bullshit and the money and how this went. But I was like, <laughs> I could go on. 
Well, we can it's always a do a topic. second one. We can do a redux. If this meets no, our standards, we could always come back and give it a second hurrah. It is It is interesting to talk about stuff like that, though, where I honestly feel like the honest thing is like, I, I mean, you talk about that for a long time, identify issues with it, uh, identify some pros to it, and whatever, and just be like, it's just, there's no end. There, like, I, I, there's no right or wrong thing about politics. There's no like. No, but we gave it our verdicts. One yeah. one thing I'll say about Bo's verdict that made me um, almost second guess myself was that uh, I find that in this show it's very e- it's easy to say bullshit on things and in politics there's a zillion reasons why you would say it but but the idealist in me kind of wanted to be like you know what what do what do do I think politics are are good like if done well I'm like yes I think they're good. But unfortunately, I can also see how the world is fucked up by stupid, crazy, greedy bastards. And, like, I can't ignore that. And, and so I had to say bullshit. But I, part of me and, really and, wanted and to say good. Thing is, yeah. Even when it's innocuous, one little thing. We have this mayor in our city named Jim Watson. Everyone kind of likes Jim Watson. He's your typical uh, uh, populist politician. Uh, and, and I saw like a laundry list of, of someone who pointed out because I was like, we guys sort of, I don't mind Jim Watson. He's an okay mayor. I don't love him. I don't hate him. Uh, and then this laundry list of why he was a crappy mayor. And I was like, hmm. Because basically what he always does is finds the middlest ground uh, and goes down it uh, and just manages to maintain support because he does not rock the boat one way or t'other. And yeah. <laughs> I think that a good politician, like Cos is a good politician might be a lame politician in terms of like are they actually making the city better doing interesting things whatever no but he stayed elected he's staying in there and he's perfect for ottawa he reminds me a bit of quimby uh, is it quimby from the simpsons except less less charismatic mayor quimby (laughs) take that jim watson suck it i'd say smarter Wrapped the show? I, oh. I thought there well, was an You guys are not coming up with anything clever to outro the show on. You're just like, let's continue oh, our conversation about politics. I can't cut well, things like that. We weren't done yet. We were just li- I, it's, it oh, I'm done. Simpsons. I am I'm done. I'm just gonna hang up the call, actually. <laughs> so I'll thank you. It's a good show. I had a good time. I'm going to take a shower. Like I am drenched in sweat. <laughs> The summer's oh, not oh. good for long shows. It's just. Oh, not. I just have. I I, what, 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 like, can you see how much one, sweat is on my. No, not really. I have one question before you go, though. Just one question. Wait, I lost I lost my train of thought. Let's see. Um, what was the question? Uh, Hold on, let me. Oh, you guys are one. fucking with me. <laughs> are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.